0: All right, we're live. What do you think? It's good. What do you think? What do you guys think? We'll uh, explain I've, every. We'll explain about it. <laughs> Have some. Try it. Steak. Mmm. <laughs> Grass-fed butter, cast iron skillet. Sharing the plate with
1: some salmon. I want some salmon. Oh, okay. Which was I'm sorry. sampled. <laughs> Bigger bite, please! Don't give me. I'm not a baby. Tapas. She gave him the tapas.
0: Tapas share. That was a good bite. That one had good texture. It was nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Wow. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Healthy food always tastes better than the greasy, fatty food, in my opinion.
2: It just tastes cleaner. Did that make sense?
1: It's
0: very, very intricate, uh, very intricate web of seasonings used. Do you guys want to know the
1: secret? What?
0: Salt and pepper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's all you need. <laughs> Usually, that's it. You can, you can. I mean, when you get word, you can jazz it, it, it up. But
0: you know. All right, everybody. Well, welcome to health. Welcome to welcome to Better Health World. Uh, we're starting with how we live in and healthy living easy because this is where we're working on a couple of proteins that I that I had in my my lunchbox, my traveling lunchbox as I go about my day and my travels <sighs> the thing I bring with me to work and to ventures like this and to other other things I'm trying to experience culture and people and what have you uh, I had uh, some salmon and some steak and we're you know cook the healthy way it's supposed to be you know, pretty good pretty good stuff usually usually I use uh, organic foods organic mm-hmm. uh, proteins these are not actually uh, sometimes mm-hmm. you just gotta use the materials that are before you when you're in a pinch but uh, I had a lot of different uh, things to do still though, cooked healthy, as healthy as possible with healthy supplies on the healthy materials it's a step in the right direction something that is attainable by a lot of people and this kind of food also is, you know, more available healthier you can get the organic stuff, you just gotta make sure you cook it right away so how are we living otherwise?
1: Um been a rough week. You Actually, think? this week has been very rough. Not not food-wise, not exercise-wise. Everything's been okay. Nothing really bad or terrible that I can think of. Yeah. Um overload of stress? Yeah. And it uh, the, the yeah. damaging impact of being overly stressed out and what it does to your body. Is so un- its just so unbelievable how much your mind can hurt you mm. over an actual disease. Mm-hmm. It's—it's it's insane to me.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, stress really does just wear on your body so much, and it's so hard when you're going through stuff like that, and you try so hard to feel, you know, feel better and get out of your head to try to, you know, be able to kind of live normal, eat normal you know, do all your daily things, but it's very hard. I mean, one of the things that was hardest for me is when I get really stressed out like I did this past week is I always get these really horrible, like, kind of pains, like, pit in my stomach. Like, I can't really eat, um, which is not healthy. And then if I do, it just kind of does doesn't run through me great. <laughs> Without yeah. too much detail, but it just... Uh, stress is terrible.
0: I mean, stress has physical... Consequences, especially prolonged stress, and people who are more prone to stress, you're mm-hmm. wrecking your body physically. It does. Yeah. It, it, your brain, you know, everything goes through your brain and goes through your emotions and your mind and how you perceive things and how you take things. And if you feed cancerous thoughts and such, you'll end up. I don't know. Eating poorer or carrying yourself. Or I don't know. It just seems to. Yeah. It seems to manifest throughout.
2: You. I really just don't even eat at all. Like it's just hard for me to eat when I'm stressed out as bad as I was. Yeah. And I know that's not. Fortunately, good for there aren't your body.
0: usually stressful times around here. And that is a shame.
1: No, and that—that's what was so different, and how how it threw everything off whack. We were going through like the same exact symptoms. You know, I don't want to do. I don't want to air dirty laundry on air, but we were going through really tough times this week of of unknowing and just just kind of scared yet like just just constantly stressed out and overthinking constantly
2: feeling on edge
1: yeah and the first day of course it was lack of sleep it was just you know a, a, a knot like you feel like your stomach is just turning in knots and you get this like like feeling in, in, in the pit or gut of your stomach that you just can't control. Yeah. And then that usually leads into the following day where the anxiety is just keeping anxiety is still going and, and it's not it's not leaving, it's just hanging out, yeah. Yeah. And then everything you eat it just doesn't settle right. And then you skip meals because you're not thinking like you mm-hmm. usually do. You're not you're not paying attention to the small details of life that you're usually paying attention to. You know, you might be in a car driving and you're so stressed out and you're not thinking straight, you might not turn your blinker on. You might run through that red light. You might, you know, the, the implications go all across the board. Mm-hmm. And it affected me so bad physically. I mean, I just felt nauseous for about three days straight to where I was literally sick, where I was like, was it something I ate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at first,
2: we, that, that was, the you know, your first thought. Um, until we talked to each other and realized we were both having the same symptoms. We hadn't ate the same thing. Like, I remember one of the days we were not even near each other, so we didn't eat any. I was in a different state, so I didn't even eat any of the same And we're drinking
1: Pepto-Bismol. We're taking Alka-Seltzer. We're taking Tums. We're just trying to get rid of these stomach cravings. Of course, different things every day. But we're trying to get rid of, like, what is going on here? And then finally it wasn't until we were relieved of the stress that we officially went back to 100%. Well,
2: not, I wouldn't well, I that was one thing I was going to say is I don't even feel like I'm still at 100% because I feel like that stress kind of as the as far as the effects it had on my body physically, um, I didn't really sleep well, so that kind of carried over the past couple now that the stress is gone, I'm still like the past 2 days or so I feel like my body's just worn out like I just feel so tired and I haven't done anything and I don't know if it could be also contributed to the weather we've had a lot of rainy weather around here which always makes me very tired but I definitely felt more exhausted than usual like my body was just kind of is just drained like I used up all my energy uh this weekend and that's I feel like there's been some after effects I'm not I'm feeling a lot better as far as the pits in my stomach because I'm not stressed out but I feel like my body's still trying to catch up to where it was I'm still feeling pretty tired and um, trying to get back into the routine of things trying to let it not let it keep me down anymore still be productive as much as I can throughout the day
0: it's interesting whether or not you're religious or in a 12 step program the serenity prayer is um, it's still a good it's a good idea it's something that I loved the first time I heard it
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and <coughs> I'm let me paraphrase <laughs> I haven't actually seen an official serenity prayer in a minute. But, uh, God grant me this, the 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 peace to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the uh, wisdom to know the difference. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, one thing that I kept trying to tell myself, and it did help at times,
0: is, is that. The, I guess it'd be the serenity. I'm sorry. The serenity to accept. Because isn't serenity one of the three? One serenity one would be one of the three. So seren- the, can, I grant me the, can I grant me the strength to change things I can, the serenity is to accept the things I cannot? Or is I'm not sure. Just oh, well, anyway, <laughs> I so, know, I'm no. sorry, I'm sorry. What were no, you was No, I was,
2: um, I was going to say that um, I would always, I think a lot of the stress came from over worrying. Um, yeah. I mean, there was definitely stuff to be stressed out about, but at Sometimes times you got to turn things tell over in your mind a few
0: times and then just let it go. You set yeah. it aside and let it marinate. I mean, that's, my... that's a good, it's a good, I've done that many, many times on many different mm-hmm. things. Sometimes you just, you let things marinate and percolate and sometimes you Can't think see. of something somehow or some, or, you know, reconcile something in some way, have some kind of epiphany about whatever it may be. And or, you know, so, uh, the situation itself, like maybe somebody else has got something that's been marinating and then it kind of mm-hmm. evolves. Or
2: what have you are, yeah. Know. It's India. Luckily, I don't ever life. Yeah, humans. I, I don't stress out too often. I used to. St- I think I used to stress out a lot more than I do now. I've learned. My family. I've. Li- I'm definitely in a family of warriors. <laughs> like yeah. My, for example, yeah, my grandma. Too. Jesus, these people. My grandma. She every time we visit, we were going Not to go. All of
0: Not all
2: of them. <laughs> <laughs> my, my grandma. Every time we're going to like out of town for anything every single place we go to um she always finds like the worst possible scenario like in a mm. news article mm. like i remember we've gone to the beach and she's like sent sends us all an article like some person got eaten by a shark or there's like <laughs> killer jellyfish and uh she's always worrying and i always worry about um like the stress that puts on her my mom's the same way too but not as bad and i think i'm the same way but not as bad so i think it's getting better as the generations go on
0: maybe or maybe Um, you just got to be careful
2: yeah i mean we all kind of tell our tell ourselves like we need to not it's something i try to tell my parents to do because my grandma definitely if she doesn't if If she's trying to call, she'll call me sometimes because she won't be able to get a hold of my mom. And she'll tell me, like, I couldn't call your brother. I couldn't. Your brother wasn't answering. Your mom wasn't answering. And I was getting worried. But what I always tell her and what I got to tell myself sometimes is that worrying doesn't, like, help the situation. Like, if something happens, it's going to happen. And worrying in a moment where you can't control what's going on that's not going to help the situation is what I always tell her yep. I'm like yeah. you know you, you can't control if, if it's something you turn have no over control turn it over and put of, it
0: away ma grandma <laughs> it, everybody great grandma
2: if you don't you know if you can't control the situation there's no reason to, tr- you know I don't and I'm pretty good at it for the most part is I try not to worry you know just of what could happen mm. or what the possibility of something going wrong or yeah. you know stuff like that and that's I've gotten a lot better over the years. Yeah, I
0: mean, you got to be like, "All right, I've prepared as much as I can without compromising my mm-hmm. quality of life or I don't
2: know." Yeah, but I mean, it maybe just if
0: the, maybe if the doomsday alarm is sounding, I'm, like compromise your life like, a little bit.
2: Yeah. But we'll yeah, see. but this weekend was just a reminder of how much stress has an effect on your body and your health and everything. Yeah. Luckily, we ha- we don't go through these kind of situations often so yeah you know, we just gotta hopefully just recover from from now mm-hmm. get better
1: i'm pretty confident focus on happier things in life yeah
0: and i'm with everybody else i was going to be privy to the details but we just haven't been uh, we haven't had the opportunity <laughs> yet so i'm blind with the audience congratulations <laughs> welcome welcome the suspense. To the, welcome to the table it seems like a good time to uh, do the intro We'll dig into behavior and living right, plus other good things with some laughs and hopefully a little insight. This is Better Health and World. <coughs> I am Matt Krokma, a credentialed writer and personal trainer exploring how to maximize everyday the human experience at Matthew J. Better. Here, as usual, with fellow health enthusiasts and cultural equipment. Commentators Jonu Bauer at Jonu's MMA, ah, we live in everybody, and Gabrielle Tamboat, also our in-house nursing student at Gabby underscore T. What up, guys? You're that and me, also on Better Fight Cast, your daily coverage of the UFC and all things mixed martial arts for season vets of the purest best support you can follow, and your fight fans. Subscribe to that and this on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud. Now, let us take the to the purest, bestest everything and anything else. Right after this, word from legal. I think Cogo Jr. is a certified personal trader. He's not acting in his capacity on this program. All information presented here is strictly for educational entertainment purposes. Furthermore, she references another branch program or piece of literature. is not necessarily endorsing every position or opinion that he might represent. Please consult the appropriate medical professional before making any serious changes to your entire life as well. Boom! Thanks, Legal. Alright, now we're back. <laughs> um. Seen any good movies lately?
2: Um, uh, we actually mm, just nothing in theaters. Other last one we saw was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh we've been trying to explore Netflix and Hulu and trying to find movies on there. I
0: talked to someone um, tonight who saw that movie. Which one? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, okay. And they were not not too satisfied. They were like, yeah, it's funny, but like he said it was forgettable
2: don't think it was I thought it was really good but I'm, I don't no. know who
0: b- said that villain customer. his name's Matt <laughs> I don't know you probably wouldn't I'm not going to try to describe him.
1: yeah no it's, uh, I was just wondering who said that <laughs> not right now because the person I talked to I'll let you be privy to that information I talked to somebody also when the mics are not hot they loved it what? like somebody else I talked to which was a co-worker and they loved it also and he's a big Marvel it's great. fan. It's great. Roger, great you saw it too. You were the one that told us to go see it. I saw it opening night. Right? Yeah, okay.
0: I'm an MCU fan. No I'm satisfied setting. by everything. He was also not satisfied with Black Panther. He and I did not see eye, eye, eye to eye on Captain America: Civil War. I, of course, was just like, how can you, how can, I, I was told. I like
2: they're not a Marvel
0: fan. I was told, <laughs> well, for one, well, I was told that they were test, te- you know, it was audience tested to make sure about 50, 50 you know, people l- followed either Cap, Captain America, or Tony Stark. And I was like, this seems like Captain America's movie. Like, how can you not, how can you not favor Captain America? Like, they, you know, mm-hmm. you, know, you want to legislate them to not save lives? Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? They got to make a phone call, and if, you know, whoever they're trying to get a hold of doesn't answer the phone, they're just supposed to, you know, let somebody fall off building or whatever. I mean, come on villain ripping a hole in the space-time continuum and mm-hmm. you're not supposed to try to do what you can if you have, you know, jacked-up abilities or what have you. Yeah. Run around with the Hulk. Like, come on. <laughs> he kidding. He kidding. Um And he did not, he was, he did not, he didn't, we, we did not agree on that. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I, I'm down. He, he, was down with, he was down with Tony Stark. I guess, he, you know, you can also get into the it's interesting because I also saw something where they were talking about Iron Man three being junk. What's that? And that was the one where Tony Stark sort of lost his suit, and he was that's one of those movies where you the the hero is forced to just you know overcome certain obstacles without the superpowers. Mm-hmm. It happens to all of them, you know. It's happening. To, spoiler alert: happened to Hulk right now in Infinity War, and it happened uh, like I said, Iron Man and Iron Man three. Um, Wolverine and the Wolverine to, and then you know eventually them overcoming that hurdle conveniently leads to them getting their powers back for the you know, fourth act that's <laughs> cool, I'll take it, give it to me every time don't change it <laughs> or if you do make sure it's worth it Um, I feel like I left a tangent back there unresolved about Marvel Wasp. I guess so, the the wasp is what we were talking about.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, we haven't gone, I can't think of, I guess the next movie that we want to see that's coming out. Um, we want to take our son to see The Meg.
1: What
0: is that? I've seen that word coming out. That is, that's, I feel like I've seen the trailer. But it's I like a new
1: Jaws, but it's with the Megalodon. Oh, yeah. yeah okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think I saw that trailer,
2: pretty sure. With, uh, what's his name? Jason Statum? Yeah, I'm not a big
1: Jason Statham fan, <laughs> Oh, by the way. That's right. <laughs> let me throw that yes. out there. Yes. Yes, right I
0: saw this commercial. They're trying to go between, like, the Bourne Identity and Sharknado. This is what they're going for.
1: I think let they're going to execute. Let me reiterate that, too. <laughs> I am not a big Jason Statham fan. <laughs> Never yeah, have you know, like, been. I'm indifferent. Did you see the Transporter movies? You must have. No.
2: I'm a different. Do, I'm not, do you, do you, like you a think he
0: does like fake mixed martial not, like, arts or not something? Not Why do you not
1: like Jason Statham? Why do you think so? Because I hate his voice. <laughs> I just hate his voice. Every movie I've seen, it and he starts talking. Did I'm you just see like, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? No, I, I heard that's an excellent movie. Did though. you see Snatch? Yes. Well, I was young when I saw Snatch. That's actually a this is Jason I feel Statham,
0: like. right? I'm not, I'm not out of my mind, right? I know Brad Pitt is in there. Is it Jason Statham? Pretty okay. I'm. It's been so hmm. long since I've. Like, I feel like... I feel like I gotta make sure, but I feel like I'm being stupid for having to make sure that that is, in fact, Jason Statham in both of those movies. That's uh, the two... Danny Boyle's first two big movies.
1: I mean, it sounds right. I just typed... uh, His voice definitely plays that movie very well, and yes, it is him. I just typed Jason Boyle. He's in there.
0: Good. Benicio
1: Del Toro. Yeah. Well, Benicio... Well... Jason Statham's
0: an o- a Danny Boyle OG, because Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels was Jason Statham, and for the most part, like, nobody's really. you know. Mm-hmm. Well, not maybe not nobody's Nobody's to us. Nobody's <laughs> to America, at least. I don't know what kind of reps they had over there, but, uh, you know, masterpiece. I mean, Snatch is kind of like the Evil Dead 2 of Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, in a way. It's actually a lot more similar than Evil Dead 2 to Evil Dead 1, but it's like a refinement, or you could almost say Gremlins 2 to Gremlins 1, how it is, it's like a magnification of itself and evolution of itself more than it is a sequel. It's, a, it's interesting.
2: Yeah, that's the only movie that, mom. I know neither of you are going to care about this movie, but I want to go see Mamma Mia 2. <laughs> <Well. laughs> Um, I heard my mom that was, mentioned
0: that movie. My mom asked my brother,
2: "Hey, are you gonna see Mama Mia too?" I think that was her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah."
2: <laughs> I mean, I want I, I like sure. the first one. I, I heard from some relatives that it That's was like Meryl good. Streep,
0: right? She's a masterpiece as and far Cher. as that genre. Share.
2: Yeah. Share was in that, mm-hmm.
0: or she's just she's in, this in the one? second one. She's, she's not in the second. first one. No, not in the first one. Okay.
2: Um, Amanda Seyfried Man, is I was crazy. the main character.
0: Yeah, she was in the first one, right? Was yeah. she her? Okay. She was great in In Time with Justin Timberlake. Like, for whatever other garbage or i I like that movie.
2: It's not like my favorite movie, but I've seen it a couple times.
0: That movie's great. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a great movie. It's yeah. a great, like, original a cool concept, concept yeah. executed perfectly. Have you perfectly. seen it
2: before, Joe, In Time, with Justin and Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried? just
0: very, no. uh, you know, between... Uh, Justin, be worth a JT, uh, I think, legitimized himself as an actor between at the very least three movies that movie um the social network you know David Fincher Facebook movie with uh you know what's his face Jesse Eisenberg I guess was Mark Zuckerberg right mm-hmm. Isn't it all right and uh Trolls Andrew Davidsburg, the second the amazing Spider-Man he was his buddy that he ended up getting burned you
1: know when I like Justin Timberlake as an actor Alpha Dog that's it that was the Alpha third Dog. One. Yeah, that's the third one I was That's like, third one. I was impressed. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Boy band mm-hmm. did this? Okay, mm-hmm.
0: okay. I see you, boy band. That's the third one. Oh, you know what's really funny? You know, I mean, Justin Timberlake. He's pretty made of the culture. It's so, it's crazy. Uh, there's this kid at work. I don't want to say his name on air.
1: Oh, fair. Please tell me. I
0: will. <laughs> I was like, he's a bit younger than us, but he. I I thought he knew. I thought he was a little more aware of things. And we were talking about boy bands. I don't remember who it was. I definitely didn't bring up the subject. But yeah, you know, I was around. I remember when New Kids on the Block first started. I remember when, and then so on and so forth. And somehow, Insync came up, and he was like, "Who's Insync?" And I was like, "Who's Insync? Who's Insync? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Who's Insync?" I bet you know who's in, who is in NSYNC, sync but you just don't know that you know. You got to tell me. You got to tell me who is in NSYNC. sync. Just guess somebody in the in the in the ethos in the atmosphere in the something. And he was like Michael Jackson and I was like no but that's not a bad guess. Keep going. Keep going. No, that is and a then terrible he was guess. like Freddie Mercury. And I was like that's a good guess too. Keep going. Keep going. And he was like Justin Timberlake. And I was like yes you got it. You got you it. Got it
1: miraculously I the swear 35.
0: that's how it happened. Those three people are very similar in their very specific way. How they've like cut the... Th- I know I know. It's also a t- it's also a statement of our times. Also, But <laughs> some I mean Justin Timberlake also came up with the McDonald's jingle. But ba
1: ba ba. Like he's yeah. at, like like
0: it's not that I'm a fan. Not
1: that I don't like that. I would not help McDonald's Justin try to spread their message. Wasn't that bad. He's pretty bad. <laughs> wasn't that bad. But I'm just I grew up with the boy bands. Okay? Like, like they my, were there. Right. Like, yeah, you weren't like, listening to them, but they were there. We were right. in there. Yes. In I grew up with the boy bands too, in that same way. I not still that I don't listened understand to understand at all. The band, boy band phenomenon, because their music, and I'm not saying this because of I listen some to the Beatles. Type of jealousy. Little Beach Boys. Some type of spite, but their music was terrible. Was garbage. It was so bad. I loved it when Eminem put him on blast and kind of got rid of them. I you never liked, liked Eminem. That
2: way or I like
1: Eminem, but I don't love Eminem like everybody loves Eminem. I loved Eminem. I've never loved Eminem. I've tried to love Eminem. He was my answer. Bye, 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 he bye. got rid of boy yeah. bands at the height of his popularity. Bye. It,
2: I'm just listening. Oh, awesome. bye <laughs> Bye, bye, bye. I'm just listening, Awesome.
1: Stop. <laughs> and when, since when? Since when? 30 now, 30 in today's atmosphere, there's not really boy bands around you had like One Direction in the UK but it's not like a big thing like it was back then and One Direction's movie I will attest is not as bad as the boy <laughs> band music that we had to endure like what was that the 90's yeah it was the 90's yeah. but since when did it become so cool at weddings to play all these boy band songs I don't know if you've been to a wedding at all but that's like one of some of the most requested songs at weddings now is the Backstreet Boys and Sync. they were playing those me. at the wedding I just went to you had a classy wedding, sir.
0: Yeah. You
1: That's went right. to a classy right. wedding, sir. There was an
0: ice cream bar, a cheese bar, and lots of things. Good time.
1: I'm so mad right now thinking of the boy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: Let me think. Um, oh, he says something. Oh, boy bands
0: came up in, I guess it was in. Big mouth? I've been watching a lot of Netflix lately. Okay. Well, not too
1: much, but some Netflix lately. We've been getting back into Netflix, too. We're just putting on random movies to watch them.
2: Yeah, we watched a new movie last night. It's pretty good. But,
1: well, it wasn't bad. But Tell me.
0: I love movie titles. I love hearing
1: movie titles. Uh, set it up. You will not like it, man. <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> dis- a, I, was dis-
0: I was just disappointed when you said those three words, even though I have no idea what that is. Yeah, but man, I, That
1: was enough to disappoint me. You would me. not like it. It had like Lucy Liu was one of the bosses. I like
0: Lucy Liu It's um, a rom-com.
1: She was great. Both Charlie's Angels movies were great. The girl who played the.
0: Uh... Mick G is usually pretty damn entertaining. He also did Terminator Salvation later. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's his face? Crispin Glover, Marty McFly's dad in the Back to Future trilogy. He, or maybe even one or. Even in only in one or two of the movies, actually. But his performance alone, and I believe the Charlie's Angels sequel, Full Throttle. Uh, he was he was a freak. It was great, and he mm-hmm. was a monster. It was awesome. I mean, he took on all three of them, and they were supposed to be sort of Fast and the Furious style superhero type characters, you know.
1: And like, it's one of those movies I watched, and I had a love hate relationship with it. Because
2: well, which time movie? We, oh, you're
1: talking about set, set, set it, set up. it yeah. up, set it up, set it God, up. God, at least make the last word off, like set it up. What is, no, set it well, up. But actually, actually, that does make sense with the theme of the movie. It was two interns. Uh, one was for a, I know that the girl was a sportscaster, very famous Sports, woman sportscaster. Uh, writer. Writer and writer, but she also did interviews pretty much on the sidelines, kind of like a Rachel Nichols. Um,
2: and the guy worked for just a, like a Fortune 500 Two very studio. powerful people
1: who had interns. You know, they, they were their right-hand man or right-hand woman, and they did everything for him to where they didn't have their own life. So those two interns met, and they tried setting their bosses up, because they knew their bosses very well, and they tried setting them up with each other. where the girl, her boss was Lucy Lou. What's the gentleman's name? Who was the boss of the other intern? the, the cast? The African-American. Tay Diggs. It was actually Tay Diggs. He was the boss of the other guy. And they were, the whole movie was about them two trying to set up Tay Diggs and Lucy Lou. And of course, you, I'm not even giving away spoilers here by saying, you know what happens at the end. I don't even have to say what happened at the end. You can already get the gist of this movie by where I'm going here. Obviously, it's it's a, a rom-com um, in the beginning. I don't think it started off really great, but the chemistry actually started working as it got more into the movie. It might have been because I was getting more drinks in me, and I actually thought some parts were funny, and no, I, I liked were, it, but...
2: I liked it, and I wasn't drinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... They had uh,
2: Pete Davidson in it from SNL. I love
1: Pete Davidson. Love him. You know, hmm. he's like You're Justin familiar. Bieber's. Did you say Tay Diggs was in it? Tay Diggs, yeah.
2: yes. He plays the boss, the male boss.
0: I feel like I want to look up. Let's let's go on down Tay Diggs' filmography because I feel like Tay Diggs has done some very quality things, but I
1: am not 100% sure. Trying to see anything that sticks up. Is this it right here? Yeah. What's up with all these kid uh, movies? Tate Diggs was uh, in that? Set
0: it up as a second, actually. Maybe it's because it's so recent. It is oh, so recent. Oh, he was on private practice. Good for him. Nice. It's a nice man. Nice. Good paycheck. How Stella got a groove back. That's a classic. Yeah. We have Murder in the First. That's got to be his biggest movie, right? Murder in the First looks like a television series that was on for three years. I feel like he was in a lot of romantic comedies. Says so Grey's Anatomy since two thousand and five. He must have just been popped. He must have been like a well. Uh, he might be in the on the cover of Private Practice. I think he might have been regular on
2: that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a regular. Was on he a Private regular on Grey's
0: Anatomy? Did he become a regular near
1: the end or something? Or is still I don't He was on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, no, he was for a little while. I feel like he was on. Was that Tate Did Diggs? You? Was he in House also? Rent the
0: Wood, Till Death Do Us Part, The Best Man Holiday, Brown Sugar, Malibu's Most Wanted.
1: My Little Pony, the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that. I was like, what, what Chicago. Is that oh,
0: on. oh, I think my favorite, my favorite Taye Diggs performance. Here it is, right here. Oh, I think we're going to, we're going to dive in. Hold on. Let me, oh, here's another really good one. Okay, he was in that movie. I thought it was him. And here's another movie that I thought was really good. All right, I'm going to tell you all these in just one second. I'm going to get down a little bit more real quick. Oh, it's another really movie. Yeah, man. Tay Diggs has helped contribute some quality things uh, to the ethos. All right. So equilibrium, uh, Christian Bale. Okay, that's the movie I'm going to dive into in a moment. Futuristic dystopian, very based on like it starts with a book burning a la 1984, and it's it's based on similar themes but a very original story. And oh, great, great, great stuff. Some I think similar to some other uh, dystopian. Wow, classics. set it up got his highest rating. Way of the gun. Way of the Gun is a great movie. Tate Diggs is a pretty intricate character. that's starring Benicio del Torrio and Ryan Felipe. Uh, no respect Ryan Felipe, but I guess he would be at this point the poor man's Justin Timberlake. But he has definitely, has, in my heart, at least, solidified himself within the canon of American cinema and American mm-hmm. culture with Way of the Gun because he was one of the two leads alongside Benicio del Toro. Like mm-hmm. I said, as just career criminals and just the the. It's a very just interconnected web of things going on with a lot of mm-hmm. different sides. James Caan gives a masterful performance. Like if he didn't get murdered as uh, Sonny Corleone and Godfather one, um, he, uh, you know, he would have grown up to be the, the bag man in this movie and he's, well, I guess it's not really that character. It's more like if, have you guys seen
1: all the breaking bad?
2: No, I've never seen
1: it. Well, it's crazy. You said Ryan Felipe, like he was a poor man's Justin Timberlake. I always (laughs) thought he was a poor man's Paul Walker. (laughs) 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 It's funny, because I always got those three mixed up. I don't know if it's just because all three of them have curly blonde hair. Man, I
0: never realized how much... It's weird, because a lot of times... Like, even when Michael Jackson died, I was like, I mean, I guess that's a bummer but uh, you know I, I guess i can maybe appreciate his music you know he's put out some, you know some some classic uh, i love thing, michael of jackson but um i you know for some reason when paul Walker died i was like wow that's that's really sad like mm-hmm. i i'm really i feel really 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 sad about that like that's uh, and I, it's not like i i can't eat, like i never even i never really i haven't seen any of the fast and furious movies all the way through
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: I can't even think of any Paul Walker movie I've watched all the way through, to be honest with you. I never saw. A Timeline is a very early Paul Walker movie based on a Michael Crichton novel about some time travel, which perhaps I should watch because I love me some time travel. But uh-huh. for some reason or another, it's just never. i trying to think of a Timeline Paul Walker and I have never crossed paths.
1: I've actually seen Ryan Felipe <laughs> in movies I like. I don't know why. When I was. Way of the there, Gun
0: is a great crime movie. Okay, let's dive into the. I used way to love Cool Intentions. Quick. Cool Intentions was cool I think mm-hmm. I think I, I remember enjoying it I don't know I, can, I mean I can't I don't necessarily vouch for it but uh, I remember being you know it was it was a layered plot with turns that were believable and solid and interesting it was and compelling. Time, it was yeah. compelling it was compelling I, want, so I want my art to my media that I'm consuming to be compelling okay Way of the Go was written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie let's see come on man what do you got what do you got what do you got what, you got? what is your connection what did you do You did. Oh, bro! I didn't even realize this. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, we. Oh, maybe not. Ooh! Oh! Oh! This is such a conflicting. Oh my god! My cultural, my synapses are fighting with themselves right now. Looking at this guy's filmography, like I am just a ping pong ball. Like so much good next to so much bad. Who's this? Paul Walker? No, the writer and director of. Where did we even start talking about Paul Walker? Way of the Gun. Cause Cause we, were about, we were talking about we talking about Ryan Felipe. Yeah. We started talking about we we're talking about Tate Diggs movies. Ultimately, and we're going to mm-hmm. dig into Equilibrium in a moment. But Way of the Gun is just such an excellent. Uh, you know, both of those movies actually are very unheard of, underrated. You don't hear people talk about them. You don't see. I don't think you see them on cable very much. I'm not flipping around cable too much, so I could be wrong. But Equilibrium and Way of the Gun, two excellent movies. Um... Way of the Gun, Ryan Felipe. Written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who also wrote The
1: Usual Suspects. Are you guys familiar with The Usual Suspects? Mm-hmm. I love Usual Suspects. That was like the first the big... For me, like in its time, The Usual Suspects was one of the first big plot twists I've ever seen. I believe directed by Brian De Palma.
0: It doesn't matter. Uh, Or... I don't know. So, we were talking movies and directors, but then we started talking about uh, instilling values of kids and allowances and stuff. mm mm-hmm. um, It's good to teach them limits and consequences and positive consequences.
2: Mm-hmm. One uh, idea I got and I've been using for a while now, and it works pretty well, it basically, um, the idea behind it is I get a, I have a jar, a glass jar, and I write one for each of the kids. I write their names on it. Um, For Kayla, I did make a line about three quarters of the way um, up the jar. And so anyway, the kids, every time they do something nice, um whether it be a chore um you know without or helping out somebody without asking that's the key point is without me having to ask them they get a cotton ball and then when so for Dylan because he's older he has to fill the whole jar Kayla being a little bit younger I did put a line on her jar so that it doesn't take her as long uh, because she is you know only four but it's it's worked really well because it teaches them to kind of just do nice things without you know without having to be asked like using your manners holding the door open for people um cleaning up without me having to say clean it up sounds things. like they're on
0: they're on a good path yeah um
2: and then when they fill the jars to their certain point they get to pick like a fun thing to do whether it be go bowling go to Dave and Buster's uh go to the movies they can pick whatever they want go get a treat um and they've really been i mean it does take a little while that's and um to to get but i I mean it works they'll they'll do stuff and they'll come up to me like do i get a ball? (laughs) and i'm like yeah and then it also works a little bit i don't take it away too often um but it's just only if they do something really like they shouldn't be doing then i will take a cotton ball away Mm. you know hitting or something like that along those lines Nice. hitting each other. I'll take a cotton ball away. And then, I mean, it's worked pretty well. Something along with their d- usual, I mean, I haven't really gotten a good chore routine. That's the only thing I want to get with them is, like, I haven't gotten a r- good routine of, like, doing chores. And I want to start that. They're still a little young, but I want to start getting them,
0: like, at least. responsibility. Yeah,
2: because yeah. I want to teach them responsibility, and I think it's good also. Teach them to contribute. Yeah, I want. I do want to give them, like, a little tiny allowance for when they do do, the, do mm-hmm. it, just because. Um, I think that is good to teach them when we're out somewhere, you know, they want to buy that candy in Mm. the checkout line. They see a, you know, bag of Skittles and say, can I get that? And I'm going to tell them, you buy it. Mm. (laughs) And, you know, if you want it, you use, you know, your money that you earn. Because I feel like it's really important to teach kids to, you know, learn responsibility and not only that, but learning, you know, um, the value of money. It's Mm. a lot, I mean, kids, Especially, I mean, my kids, I go to the store and they're like, especially my daughter, being only four, she's like, I want this, I want that, I want this, mm-hmm. I want that. And she doesn't really get the value of money. And, like, I'm like, no, I got you know, I, I'm not buying all that <laughs> yeah. for you. You know, and she doesn't quite get it yet, so that's something I want to kind of teach them. Dylan's getting it, now that he's getting older, but that's something important, I think, to teach kids.
0: Yeah, I remember getting an allowance and saving up for things, and I remember when... I wanted something that cost more than one week's worth of an allowance, mm-hmm. and I had to save and wait and try yeah. to spend less or none of my money. And that is the beginning. That's how. Yeah. That's how, That's the start. You got to learn that you know it's a finite resource, and you got to make decisions. You got to make hard decisions. Do mm-hmm. you want? Do you want? Do you want an action figure again, or do you want?
2: Life's hard choices.
0: A <laughs> and a like uh, that, that exclusive thing.
2: Yeah, I mean it's so important. It's I think a <laughs> it's so important to teach kids, uh, you know, that responsibility. I want them to be able to grow up when I'm not there with them all the time. You know, as they get older, I want them to, you know, have that motivation to go to work and not just go to work, but also work hard. You know, to get, earn their money and to use it on things responsibly. That's like really important to me when they get older because i mean that's all we can do is kind of raise them to be the best they could be and that we just send them off <laughs> and hope we did, did a good got, job. Uh, yeah
0: exactly <laughs> yeah i mean hopefully yeah um to a point at least yeah that's the goal that's, that's i mean of course we'll always do. be there but there's so then, still i mean yeah, there's times get, when they're gonna have to make their own choices all right, all right we put in okay all right we all right now we get to be kids again yeah go go go, go figure figure it out Figure <laughs> how we did or not. Go away. <laughs> See, I do at least
2: have the kids do like I have them take care of our dogs um, a little bit, uh, like make it having that whenever they need food and water I have the kids do it. You know, it's teaching a little bit of responsibility there. We're slowly work, working our way up. I found a couple chores like lists that are for appropriate nice. for their age, so it's just a matter of time of getting it kind of set in stone, getting them on a routine of it, which will be nice.
0: We were talking about when, you know, none of us are in this position or kids are old enough yet, but when they're in a position to uh, drive and get a car,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: we were talking about whether to help them out or not, whether to co-sign on it, match them with their funds, any and all or none of the above where? uh What are the pros and cons of those two two things? Because <clears throat> you said, Joe, that your parents just let you do the whole thing on your own. Mm-hmm. They didn't
1: cosign. They didn't. Not my first car. They didn't match your money. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I had to prove to them that I could work. And and the only good thing is I proved I was a hard worker. By the time I was fourteen years old, mm-hmm. I got my first job. I wanted to work. Yeah.
0: Me I st-
1: I still work a lot now.
0: I worked as soon uh, as I could. Also, mm-hmm. I wanted my independence. Like, yes. There's something in me that I was just like I. There was things I wanted. I want, I want my money. I want my I want my independence. Mm-hmm. Like, I want I want to, I
1: want to be able to do as much as I can on my own. At <laughs> yeah. that age, I knew my mom didn't have the financial position to get all the things that I wanted, mm-hmm. and there was a lot more I wanted. And I was like, how can I take this burden off of my mother? Um, and that's just how I thought at 14 years old. I was always looking for ways to get more cash. I'm still an entrepreneur at heart. That's really what I want to do. If if I sat down and told anybody my whole career path, I still feel like at the end of the day, I, I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. But I just it's it's a scary, mm-hmm. very scary you gotta thing to make start. Make sure your pursuit is something you're very passionate. About. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I, I was, a, I just started working in, it was fast food restaurants. In addition to That's what I started. And I worked my way to the top of all of them. Even mm. as a, as a young kid, I was the team leader at all three of them mm. that I worked at. And, um, I just always worked. If there was a shift available, I worked it. I worked, uh, I was only allowed to work 20 hours. I worked 22. I was able to sneak two extra hours in there when I could. I just, I worked the limit just to get the things that I want. And it was video games. But my mom told me that I'm going to want a car When I'm at that age to drive, she kept telling me I wouldn't listen to her first because I wanted to blow all my paychecks. But she told me she was like, look, you're not going to agree with me right now because you want the money in your pocket and you want it to burn. You want to buy yourself things that you want, but limit what you have. You have zero bills because, I mean, like I said, I'm a 15 year old kid. And if you for the next two years start saving, you're going to be amazed at how much money you're going to apply towards your savings account. To get a car when that time comes and she made me put half of my paycheck in the savings account whether it was car or school whatever she, she just said take half of it and save it you're gonna want this money when you become a young man and she was right because she didn't have the money to buy a car for me but i was able to buy a car it was a hyundai scoop it was like s coupe that was my first wow. car. I got it for $3,225. It was an RA car. It lasted for about a year. Yeah. Um, started having a lot of problems at the end. Um, but I bought my first we were car. You about that earlier, too. Mm-hmm. It's less than like. And it just taught me a lot grand. of responsibility. Yeah. Taught me how to manage bills, and I realized how expensive it was to maintain and run that car. Just mm-hmm. a car. Mm hmm. And then so that way my mom was able to, when she saw me work like that, my stability, and of course, by the time I got older, I got into a restaurant and I started working full time. Mm-hmm. I always worked nothing less than full time. And then she was willing to co-sign for me.
0: Like 40 hours a week? Mm-hmm. When did you start working?
1: As soon as I got out of high school.
0: Oh, okay. And okay. I, okay. I
1: was I was, I was, was actually a young, well, when, when I graduated high school, I was only like 17 and three months. Like, I wasn't 18 yet. I was mm-hmm. still 17 years old. Yeah, me too. I was, I was I was young, nice. so um, I took advantage of that year
0: on the and, vanguard.
1: Yeah, and then I only worked half a day, so I was able to go into work early. Um, I went to school for half a day, but it just Me I too. feel like little things like that. Like if you give your kid, it's one thing to give them a video game, or give them a scooter or a bike, or give them some some clothes that they want, like these other prized possessions. But something big, like an investment, like a car, I think is a great responsibility to teach your kid off the bat. I feel like if you just give your kid a car, they don't understand the value of it. Those things are right. machines. just giving it to them, no. That I don't agree with. Unless, Meeting in half, at least. Unless
0: they, unless they have so many extracurricular responsibilities where a job is not practical for larger goals, and they are responsible in that aspect. But basically, if they can prove they are responsible... That deems the level of what you're going to award them. And if they have not really cared about anything, if there's been nothing, no extracurriculars at all, just TV, video games, nothing, then maybe, yeah, take the route where just let them figure it out and don't give them any support in any way. And then there's also the option of matching funds. You know, we'll match it, we'll match your funds. And then there's also the option of co signing on a thing it's an investment not a not a risk and it's something to really help give someone who has proven themselves uh you know a slight advantage and you're you know if they if uh, if they've demonstrated they have the strength of character to not take that for granted and they're going to use that opportunity to thrive and pursue you know make uh, make the pursuit of other goals easier then you know that's something it, it just depends but yeah for a first card is interesting to let it be an experiment and see how they do and then after a year even though they may or may not have quote unquote wasted thousands of dollars those thousands of dollars could also be viewed as an investment Mm -hmm. learning experience Mm -hmm. I've had some of those too. The first time I moved out it was for three weeks I spent a lot of money those three weeks but
1: I moved out again a couple months later and I So it was like a back and forth pattern. Or not back and forth. You moved out for three weeks. I
0: moved out for three weeks, then I moved back home. I moved back into my father's house. This is all shortly after I was eighteen. Um I think I was I living when I turned eighteen? When I turned eighteen I can't remember which parent I was living with actually. I was uh, spending time with both of them, I guess. <laughs> um, summers and such can be complicated; it can be hard to remember the details. But regardless, I'm pretty sure it was my father's house that I moved out of. It's funny because even though the two were so close together, I believe I moved out of my father's house when it was for three weeks, and then when I moved out to, on a little more of a permanent basis, it would have been months later out of my mother's house so I guess I actually moved out three times in that mm-hmm. time period because at one point I moved out of my father's house into my mother's house ah, <sighs> tangle webs um, but when I did that second you know, the second time I moved out on my own mm-hmm. uh, it was I believe everybody else's Well, actually, one of the one of the people in the house you actually could consider in his third time moving out on his own, in a way. Mm-hmm. But in a way, you could also say I was the first one who had been the only one to move out on their own before. So, or uh, we'll talk to the lawyers. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but regardless, regardless, it gave me uh interesting experience and it just made me value money much much more and i tried to be more careful and pay more attention to it and i was balancing it with college classes and all that and being in my late teens to early 20s and living it the f up man That mm-hmm. <laughs> was a good time i did uh party a, a good lot. time yeah are you kidding me? I was being responsible and then I was being irresponsible. But <laughs> well, not too irresponsible. But still, well, yeah. 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 So you got to set out. Sometimes you got a box in the backyard or whatever, you know? Maybe not. I don't know. <coughs> depends what kind of fence you have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's try to let's try to clean up the directors that we were talking about. I guess that would have been an impromptu in and out sketch for just as our, our podcast within a podcast about movies. I think it's transcended being a segment at this point because it is a standalone podcast quite often, where we talk pop culture, movies, high quality television shows. Definitely qualified here. We're all uh, you know cultural commentators and students of film and cinema. in academia was a columnist for two publications a thrice published poet and the entertainment editor for my high school newspaper. I've also directed film shorts and written screenplays and I can talk shop especially when it comes to movies and that kind of culture just seems I just have my my ears as many many of the different things that I'm trying to learn about and expand my mind on my ears always to the ground when it comes to Quality film that's coming out, and the classics. I just it, uh, you know, directors, writers, the the thesbians of our day and yesteryear. They they're just in my DNA. Uh, we were talking Christopher McQuarrie <clears throat> because he wrote *Way of the Gun*. He wrote, oh yeah we were trying to figure out i was trying well i was trying to figure out it was the, the usual suspects was not directed by Brian De Palma who wouldn't make our short list possibly for candidates for best director or he would be like in the bottom 5 of 10 or 10 of 20 maybe something like that um, but brian, brian singer is the one who directed usual suspects I don't sneeze on brian singer cuz i believe it was before they seated apple uh, the movie about Ian McKellen playing a hidden Nazi, like a surviving Nazi, uh, developing an inappropriate relationship with like a like a Stockholm Syndrome-y, protege, well I guess not that, more of a protege uh, relationship with a teenage boy. I can't remember that movie, I remember it being like a good movie or whatnot, but also, Brian Singer, the first thing that I knew him for was the first two X-Men movies. Uh, so he's definitely stamped his signature into the comic book movie canon because the MCU movies, I think, I don't think they could exist without those X-Men movies having happened those happened around the same time as the toby mcguire spider-man movies I'm, be- I'm not sure which one was first but you know the mc movies would not have happened for those i don't think uh, you know those fantastic the fantastic four movies and all that in much the same way that i don't think the walking dead would have happened without 28 days later um and he also did X-Men Days of Future Past and X-Men Apocalypse so instead not just the first two but also the last two and even though X-Men Apocalypse was awful Days of
1: Future Past I don't was think I ever saw the Apocalypse it had a lot of really cool stuff in it Days of Future Past it. I never saw either Days I saw some of it Days, I saw Days of most Future of it. Past
0: might be the best X-Men
1: movie you know what was my favorite X-Men movie actually the one Logan. before that Logan uh, the Wolverine no Um, Wolverine was Days of Future X-Men, no, part of the Days of Future Past, the one right before that, the reboot. um, Oh, yeah, First Class, that's right. I loved First Class. Obsessed with it, actually. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, that could be
0: the best. You can make a good argument for that. But Logan,
1: actually, you have a good point there. Logan was fantastic.
0: Logan is like fine cinema. And ended. So Logan, perfect Logan too. is so. Logan good. is like literary and beautiful and artistic. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another level.
1: I keep forgetting about Logan because I keep thinking of that as just level. like a spinoff and a standalone Wolverine movie. Um, not like a like it's a it's an X Men <sighs> movie, but it's not like X Men. You know what I mean? It's a standalone. Mm, it's the Wolverine so as far as that franchise. That's I just so couldn't believe good. how that whole it was three of them, right? Standalone Wolverine movies. And here's my thing. I thought Logan was the best. The the Wolverine, I think it was called, the second one, Very where underrated. he did in Japan. People trashed that movie. That movie was great. I thought that was the that's, second one. Earlier, best. I talked about the movie earlier, because that's one of those movies where Wolverine loses his healing factor in that mm-hmm. movie,
0: and he's got a... His strength of character's got to persevere, and, I mean, maybe people are going to crap over the fact that they're mingling plot lines, and the Silver Samurai was kind of... You know, he's more formidable, I guess, in the comic. I don't know. I mean, you know, these movies they center so much around the hero's drama and there's only so much time and so I guess the villain is often sold short. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that was this dude's complaint and that's anybody, that's the only complaint anybody
1: has about uh, A Man and the Wasp. And then there was the first Wolverine movie that they did when they... X-Men Origins. People crapped um, all over that too
0: but I loved it. I saw I it twice in theaters. Really? Mm-mm. I liked it. And there's I Ryan Reynolds, right? And I... Played Deadpool? Well, I mean, yeah, that was awful. Mm-hmm. That was awful. But, but that was still a great movie. That, I, I enjoyed that movie enough and... And and this is from someone who read the comics at the time stuff was happening and was very familiar with 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 what Wolverine's origin was because I I believe I had read I'm pretty sure I had read the story that had come out before and some of the stuff that was in that movie I believe yeah uh, the <clears throat> it, you know I, I you know it it doesn't have to be just like the comics. And if you can let it exist in a vacuum, if you don't need Gambit to be as cool as he was, and I was a huge Gambit fan, I went out and pursued Gambit's first appearance. I owned the first appearance of the character Gambit that appeared in X-Men Origins, and people were mad that he was sold short. And I love Gambit. The first, the, Gambit was my favorite character for a very long time. I love Gambit, my too. My that's, favorite that's X-Men. The, the... He flaming was cards, yeah. right? He, yes. he was he was really given the Wolverine treatment in the X Men animated series. I think they did to him. I think they wanted to make him like the second Wolverine, like that loner bro character.
1: He was you. always one of my favorite X Men characters, characters, either. So dope, see where you're bro. going there? I went out and pursued. Loved them in the video like, games.
0: I, I went out and pursued. Yeah, he w- he was cool in the video games. I went out and pursued his first appearance. I made sure to get that. Like I I paid extra. Like I don't usually. I didn't. I was. I bought a lot of comics, but I would usually just try to get as many as I could mm-hmm. that were like decent and had cool characters that I liked. I was. Worried about getting first appearances and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. That was because it wasn't worth it to me. I, I don't want to. I'd rather buy ten other comics and read those over and over because I'd read. I was reading them over and over You were and in over the, over the comics
1: when you were younger, right? Yeah, I guess I would have been like 10, 11, 12, 13. See, th- that's always the different route, and that's the two different roads we went on. When you were in the comics, wrestling. which I think I was in the wrestling magazines. Mm-hmm. That's when Raggedy turned magazines. I turned. A magazines by, I, were, turned a I turned. My
0: best friend at that age, I turned him from wrestling to comics and really?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I corrupted him. I mean, if you look at the or if, I made him better. It's like the same thing. If you if
1: you really look at it, except comics. No, I mean I see you, but I understand what you're. No, uh, yes. well,
0: there's drama. There are drama. They're all soap operas. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, my I they're think both my soap attraction papas. towards it since I was a kid was big events. I'm still attracted towards huge events. comic books are big events too. There will
0: be. I mean. There would, there would be standalone issues, but then there would also be lots of crossovers where you would go across multiple titles, and it would involve dozens of characters. No, what I mean Good by big bad. events
1: is live events. What I mean is like a WrestleMania.
0: Well, I understand or... that, but I'm, I, I think, yeah I, mean, there, yeah, I mean, it is different because you're sharing that experience live with other people at the same time, and I learned to appreciate sporting events later in life. Like, it wasn't. Sports were not my thing when I was into comics. I didn't care about doing it at the same time as anybody. Mm -hmm. I guess at that point I wanted to see the Star Wars. I wanted to see the Phantom Menace when it came out. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Don't tell my younger self.
1: Don't spoil it for him. Well, I'm sure you did. I heard that the first reboot of Star Wars was just. Oh. It was an absolute abortion Mm -hmm. and an aberration.
0: But at the time, at least. For for what it's worth, for what it's worth, at the time I was able to convince myself that it was awesome and I had a really good time the first time that I saw the Phantom Menace. I was like, yes,
1: that was great. It lived out to the expectations.
0: It was so good. That was such a good time. That was such a good time. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that they did it. They nailed it. And it took a couple of weeks for it to set in. Like, oh, oh no, not so great. Oh huh? no, that was bad. Maybe the second one.
1: <clears throat> no, but the difference between wrestling and nowadays, I can see how, and I love comic books, especially in cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was a kid, I was attracted to also promotion. What promotion? Oh, just promotion in general. Okay, like I've realized the WWE aspect and the promotion they build. They they sell these wrestling matches, especially when you're like six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, even 12 years old and you still think wrestling is real. And they sell these matches like they're real fights and and these characters that that Vince McMahon always put together in his head. I mean, you really look at the main eventers, you look at the Hulk Hogans, the John Cenas, the Undertakers. I mean, these are real life Superheroes or super? Villains. I mean, they
0: even get, when you say some of those names, they even get me excited as a, like, someone who looks at wrestling and is just like, what are you all doing watching? <laughs> yeah. Like, why, yeah. why, 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 why were you ever interested in this? Ever, ever, ever. But, you but, to, you but when you're like, when you're like Undertaker, I'm like, fire.
1: Yeah. Yes. Wins but the imagination yes. of kids—that's But thing. part of it is
0: tied into nostalgia, and if you really want to dive deep, I could probably poop in everybody's Cheerios. But yes, I can get excited. Batista's been my favorite wrestler. He was—he was the uh, who? Batista. He was the main oh, event. Okay. He yeah. was the main event at the first wrestling event I ever went to. And the only reason I went to wrestling was because my brother—my brother, my, brother my, brother's my brother's thing,
1: and I was his ride. That's crazy, because I never liked Batista.
0: It's a local boy, bros in DC, mm. and the—I mean, my brother got me to go. I had like I've watched wrestling in my youth. My cousins, who were my age, mm-hmm. my you know, in a sense, my I guess role models slash best friends to a point. Um, that uh, the, like they were really into it, and of all the things, a lot of people are. I mean, they had the, so many things that they were into. Like I was just like, yes, yes, gimme, gimme, gimme. Like I was like, no, like I don't like what, what what is Mm -hmm. this? It's like wrestling. I'm one of the, I was never, but yeah, I get you. A lot of people are like it. It's one of those things where I was, I remember very distinctly, I was at work, one of my, the first restaurant I worked in and one person brought up wrestling and I was just, I was just blown away. All of a sudden, every single, every single dude around, around like, like eight people were just like, they just started talking the language. like They're all speaking Latin. I'm just like, what? what is going on? I'm like, what, what parallel dimension did I step in where I'm the only one who doesn't get it? It's like the time I was in the science fiction writing class, someone brings up Dungeons & Dragons. Some people don't get and it. And I turned to the guy next to me, and I was like, can you believe all these people are in Dungeons and & Dragons, and he's talking Latin, too? And I'm just like, I'm all alone, I'm all alone again. Wrestling is Dungeons & Dragons, mm-hmm. I guess, but comic books are like that, too. Yeah, I guess it's just, but it, is, it, it, it can be compelling.
1: I don't know. It's interesting. Not nowadays. Spectacle. Not nowadays. I still watch two events a year. Mm -hmm. Not nowadays. I mean, that's the childhood coming out of it. Oh, I remember. Okay, we got to clean up. We
0: got to clean up. All right. So Christopher McQuarrie, he wrote The Usual Suspects. He wrote The Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, repeat. That's one of the best science fiction films ever made. One of Tom Cruise's best performances of its career. That could be the career Tom Cruise performance. Oh, that, I mean that could be. Mm, you can make a good argument for that being top five uh, science fiction film almost. Like you'd, you'd really have to think hard. I'm sure. You know, maybe top maybe top ten, if not top five. You might be able to think of ten that are better than that. But great. Ugh. that movie is no mystery. I've seen that movie two or three times, and I don't rewatch movies. I don't. I don't have time. I don't have time to do this. But that movie's worth rewatching. Kind of part of the thing. But then also we have he wrote the mummy. The new revamp reboot Mummy that is just trashed. Never even tried it. Trashed. I'm betting it's not quite his fault because I actually like the Brendan Fa- Fraser did version did not of the Mummy it. too. Well, this is more like a reboot of the classic Universal Studios. I think kind of like Monsters. You know, the, this is not this is uh, this is. Th- okay. I mean, the Mummy is not supposed to be exactly like that kind of thing. I don't think. You know what I mean? I think the Mummy is supposed to be more of like original. Like, all right, we're doing like a. Sp- you know it's Indiana Jonesy kind of adventure mm-hmm. whatever whatever like i think this mummy is supposed to be like the mummy like Boris Karloff or or whatever you know I, I you know i'm not a student of i don't go that deep on those kind of monster movies it's not my not my forte um i don't watch scary
1: movies cuz of a uh
0: but that movie was supposed to be terrible and they were trying to build a uh, cinematic universe a la the MCU but they could not pull it off and this movie was terrible and i believe all of wow, the other is that what things they were, going for? they were try they were going to do like a doctor jekyll and mr hyde i think uh, benedict cumber I'm interested I I know. you know, I know nobody's ever nailed a doctor jekyll and mr hyde right I don't know that's something we should explore he wrote jack reacher which i hated, but a lot of people like he wrote the He wrote, he wrote the Mission Impossible movie that's about to come out. A lot of people that that is that is looking like it's going to be the best one ever. I keep hearing and the Mission
1: Impossible franchise other, is amazing. Other, I haven't seen it.
0: Other other than the second one, the Mission Impossible franchise is excellent. That's what I keep hearing. Like it, I it, haven't seen every it. movie is in and of itself and unique and an evolution of the franchise and you can you don't need it's a standalone film it's I mean they 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 are like they're they're like the best spy movies. They are the best spy movies. Cuz I love the first one. I mean, I'm I get bored. I'm bored. Born. I'm bored. Born. Every born movie is the same. Every Mission Impossible movie is not. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Anything else? Because we gotta go. Jack the Giant Kilt, Giant Slayer, two thousand and thirteen. I think wrote that. The Taurus, the Johnny Depp, Angelina Jolie movie. I started that and never finished it. Valkyrie, the Tom Cruise, Nazi historical fiction movie. I think. All right. Well, if you go too deep, then yeah, I guess anybody's gonna look bad. It's like when you explore a senators' voting record, right? Uh, is there? Was there anybody else I wanted to go for? Um, oh, ah, we don't have time next week, Brian De Palma. We hope you had fun at the table. We love when you come by and really appreciate your time. Please tell your friends about us. Like, share, retweet, subscribe, and Apple sound SoundCloud. Where are you, working fight fans? Season best can always find better fight cast. Your tights guards of the UFC and all things mixed martial arts, pure best working. Follow, follow New Bower Janus MMA. Gabriel, Tim, Bone, Gabby, Scottie, me, Matt Crookedwell, and Matthew J. Better. We love you guys, girls, and everyone else. Peace! <laughs>